you are a young or young at heart, uh, you may get excited about opening presents on Christmas Day uh, or Christmas Eve, uh, depending on your family tradition. Um, I remember when I was young, my brother and I would get up at a ridiculous time Christmas morning, 5am or so, uh, and we would wake up our poor parents while we opened our presents together. But sometimes presents can be a little bit disappointing, can't they? Uh, Sometimes they're just not quite what we're looking for. Uh, Like this one here, the motorised rolling pin. Especially if you've never done any baking. Or maybe what you get uh, takes your appetite off, uh, off you before Christmas dinner. Or even though the weather's been a bit cool lately until the last couple of days, perhaps this isn't quite what you'd choose to wear to keep your hands warm. And then if you're a parent of young kids, well, maybe this isn't exactly your first choice to give them on Christmas morning. You see, sometimes a present isn't exactly what we'd hope for. But the best kind of presents are those that suit who we are and what our interests are. Uh, Things that reflect who we are as a person. Uh, As a kid, the best Christmas presents were the ones that I really wanted and waited for. Uh, A book about sport, a soccer ball because I loved soccer. The best gifts are things that reflect what we like and who we are. And today we're going to look at a story from the Bible that is also all about gifts. Gifts brought to baby Jesus. And these gifts tell us a great deal about who Jesus is. They tell us that he is a king, that he is a priest, and that he is a saviour. So that's where we're going today. Why don't you join us uh, in, in praying before we start? Father God, uh, we thank you for this Christmas story, uh, which we we may be very familiar with, Lord, but it never gets old, because this story always reminds us of the hope that you bring us, because God came into the world for us. We pray, Lord, as we hear this story again and reflect on its meaning, that you would speak to us, that you would uh, comfort us. Uh, that you would encourage us. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The first point is that uh, the gold that the Magi bring is gold for a king. Story begins, as we heard Kathy read to us, uh, where Magi, wise men, uh, despite what the kids' talk says, we don't actually know there were three of them. Uh, There's nothing in the Bible that says how many of them there were. But there were magi. They are wise men who came from the east. And we don't know where exactly they came from. Could have been a long way away. But somehow they are guided by a star. Right from the beginning we are told that they knew that this baby Jesus was a king. Have a look with me in verse 2. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews, they ask. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
King Herod, who was a local ruler, got wind of this news. It says in verse 3 that he was disturbed. So he calls the uh, local heavies together, the religious experts, and asks them where the Messiah would be born. The Messiah is a word for God's chosen king, who was prophesied from long ago. Herod didn't like this idea one little bit, because he rather liked being in power, and he didn't like the idea of another king coming to town, one that could threaten his power. Well, the experts tell Herod that the prophecy says that the Messiah would be born in a little town called Bethlehem. So Herod says, sends the Magi on their way to Bethlehem uh, with the intent that he can find the baby as well. Herod pretends he wants to worship him but secretly he plans to kill him. So off the, th- the, the wise men go, the Magi, to Bethlehem. They come to the house of Mary, Jesus' mother. Let's look at verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. The Magi recognised that this baby was a king and they presented him with these three expensive gifts fit for a king. But that's not all that they did. Notice that they also bowed down and worshipped. Now, um, you're probably like me, you haven't got much experience at uh, a greeting royalty, uh, perhaps he wouldn't, he'd be a bit like me, stuck to know what to do. Uh, perhaps we might bow down before them if we really want to show respect, but we wouldn't usually worship them. Because worship is something that is kept for someone who is more than just human. It's something we do before a divine being, before God. Now, we're not told how much these magi knew about Jesus, but it seems that Matthew, the author, wants us to see that they recognised that Jesus was more than just another human king. He wasn't just a rival for Herod. Twice in our passage, we're told that the magi came to worship Jesus. They understood that he was somehow from God and that his kingdom was more than just a piece of real estate here on earth. The Magi presented Jesus with the gifts. Gold was the first one. Gold, the precious metal, is representative of a king. Gold for a king. Then the second gift that they presented was frankincense. Frankincense was a type of very expensive incense. This is frankincense myrrh. I doubt this was very expensive, but real frankincense is apparently very expensive. In the Old Testament, right up to the time of Jesus, the Jews had a very complex set of rituals involving the priest and incense. Only the priest could burn incense... And it represented him, the priest, coming to God on behalf of the people. 
he would burn incense and offer sacrifices so that God would accept the people and forgive their sin. The priest acted on their behalf. If you've been with us the last few weeks, we've been going through the book of Hebrews and that's all about uh, the priest and bringing those things uh, to God on the behalf of the people so that they could be forgiven and accepted by God. It's not only the, one of the themes of Hebrews, but it's something that runs through the whole Bible. Is that, is that Jesus is the greatest priest of all. That Jesus is the greatest priest of all. Because the whole reason he came to earth as a baby, so that he could become a king and a priest for us. So that we could have forgiveness for our rebellion against God and be accepted by him. You see, you and I are powerless to pay for our sin. You and I are unable to come into God's presence without Jesus the priest paying for our sin for us. But Jesus isn't just an ordinary priest. Every other priest was human. And they had their own sin to pay for as well. No other priest was good enough to pay for the sin of the whole world. Jesus, like them, is fully human he was born as a baby, as we heard read in the story, uh, just like you and I were. But at the same time, Jesus is the Messiah. He is God's King. And he is God himself. Fully human and fully God. Only God is good enough to pay for the sin of the whole world. Only Jesus is the perfect priest who is able to make a sacrifice big enough for you and I to be made right with God. The Jewish law said that the priest would sacrifice an animal to pay for someone's sin so that they could be right with God. That animal had to be perfect. It couldn't have anything wrong with it. But no animal was good enough to pay for the sins of the whole world. Only God himself, sacrificing himself, could do that. So Jesus was greater than any other priest because his sacrifice was his own life. And that paid for every wrong thing that you and I have ever done. And friends, that's good news. So the Magi worship the baby Jesus who is king and who is God and who is our priest. And then they brought one more gift, a strange gift, a spice called myrrh, which apparently looks something like this. Myrrh was strange, a strange gift because it was what was used to prepare people for burial. It's a special spice that you put on a dead body to make it smell nice uh, because it was going to decay and smell. But a strange gift for a baby. Why would anyone give that to a baby? 
It would be a bit like us turning up to a baby shower or after the baby was born with a little coffin or, or a cross with, a, with, a, with an epitaph on it. Not really the most suitable thing for celebrating a new life. A very strange gift unless the Magi really understood who Jesus was and why he came. Because if they understood why Jesus, who, why Jesus really came to earth, then it's actually a very suitable gift. Myrrh was for a saviour. At Christmas, we're used to the, the picture of baby Jesus lying in a manger. You might be able to uh, see it uh, here in the, in the manger scene. But Jesus grew up, didn't he? He didn't just stay a baby. During his life, he taught thousands of people. He did many miracles. He healed sick people. He even raised the dead. But none of those things were the main purpose of why Jesus came. His real reason for coming down from heaven was to die. Remember that he's a priest who gave himself as a sacrifice? He did that by dying for us. Instead of many priests sacrificing many animals that had to keep being sacrificed year after year for the sin of the people, Jesus died once and he died for all. He died for the whole world. He died the death of a criminal on a Roman cross because God re required that our sin be paid for. You see, you and I, every one of us, we spend our whole lives living in a way that is against God. And he commands us to live with him as our king. But each one of us has lived with ourselves as king or queen of our own lives. And because we've done that, there's a price tag attached to that. And that price tag of rebelling against the creator of the universe is a serious thing. Because he make, made us, he sustains us day by day. Every breath we take is because God allows us to keep breathing. We owe him everything. You see, the more we owe someone, the more serious the offence when we do them wrong, isn't it? If I do something uh, against a friend, against Hamish, say, uh, well, that's bad. But when I rebel against my mother and, or, and father who raised me and loved me, well, sorry, Hamish, but that's worse, isn't it? And what's even worse than that is to turn our backs on the King of Heaven who created us and watches over our every move and gives us every good thing that we need the Bible says that that's a sin that's a crime we deserve to die for to be cut off from God forever to be sent to hell for and without Jesus friends that's where each one of us is going 
The price to be paid for our sin is death. Our death. But God doesn't want that for us. Because he loves us. He wants us to have life with him instead of being cut off from him. The problem is that we have done against what we have done against God has to be paid for. There's no way around it. The only solution was for God to send his own son, Jesus, to be a sacrifice for us. And he had to die in our place to do that, to take our punishment on himself. And that's why he had to die. That's why his purpose in coming to earth was to die, so that you and I could have life. And that's the good news of Christmas. It's not just about a cute baby with, with, uh, in a manger with animals around. It's about the king of the universe coming as a priest and a saviour. And it leaves you and I with a choice. We have two choices. We can choose to keep living our life our own way, away from God. But there's a cost to that, isn't there? There's a cost to our freedom. We have to pay the price of our own sin and to be cut off from God forever, away from life, away from hope. Or we can choose to give up living for ourselves and put our trust in Jesus as our King, to trust what he has done on the cross and choose to start living for God. And then Jesus pays the price for that sin. And we live for God, with God, forever. So friends, if you've never made that choice, then there is no better time than today, this Christmas, to make that choice and to choose Jesus, to choose life, because it's the most important decision that you will ever make. And so, friends, the best Christmas gift you can ever have isn't what's at the bottom of your Christmas tree as you wake up Christmas morning. It's the free gift of eternal life that Jesus is offering you. And if you've never taken that, if you've never put your trust in him, you can do that today. You only need to come to him with empty hands and to ask him, to take away your sins and for forgiveness. It's a free gift without any strings attached. And that's what Christmas is all about. I'll get the band up and as we do that, let's come to God in prayer. Thank you, God, for this, this news of Christmas. Thank you that Jesus didn't stay a baby, that he grew up. Uh, thank you that the Magi uh, recognised that he was king, that he was priest who made the perfect sacrifice for us and that he is our saviour who died for us and not only for us but the sins of the whole world. And Father, we pray that this Christmas we might understand that, that we might remember that, that we might celebrate that. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.